Jennifer Ford Berry, and I'm back again with another episode of the 29 Minute Mom podcast. And today, my guest is Christy B. She is the founder of Christy B Design. She also is an expert with residential design build, and she helps her clients plan. Um, and execute successful home renovations. So I am super excited to talk with Christy today because we all know I love a good conversation about organization. So welcome, Christy B. Thank you, Jennifer. Happy to be here. So excited. I think I basically found you um, because we were both on the Organized Mon- Mindfully podcast. And yes. I listened to your podcast. Yeah. And, that was really fun. Um, and he does such a great job over there, doesn't he? He's does. I just um, read something that he started a vegan uh, podcast about um, being a mindful vegan. Did you see that? I did see that. And I'm just so impressed with, uh, first of all, how organized he is (laughs) (laughs) and how organized he's been in in putting this together because he just started the podcast not that long ago. And it's just grown at a tremendous rate. And I still have people, you know, writing me on Facebook or whatever and saying, hey, I just listened to your Organized Mind League, you know, podcast. And he's just doing a great job. Yeah, he is. And I love listening to the speakers on that show. It's really, he, he, bravo, bravo, bravo. Yeah. To him. I know. I'm giving little silent applause right now. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> so, um, one of, the, you know, two reasons when I think about, um, our conversation today, which really excites me is number one, obviously we're both, um, passionate about organizing. And number two is the fact that you actually take your organizing, um, to a whole nother level than I do with the renovation and the pl- the space planning and the real, yeah. um, construction part of it. And that is so, um, something that is really close to my heart. I've grown up with a dad that is a builder. So ever since I was little, I've been inside of new build homes, you know, just the, the wood and the frame yeah. and just walking around. And I remember being a little kid just going, Oh, I can imagine what this space is going to look like when it's done. And, you know, just always really, um, kind of obsessed with people's homes and yeah. not just, <laughs> Yeah, not just like the way they look, but how people feel in their home. And I think you can probably relate to that. Well, it's it's so funny because when I started organizing, one of the biggest frustrations that I had was the limitations that came with whatever existing space I was working in. So I would go into people's homes and, um, and I was doing on-site, one-on-one organizing, physically organizing their homes uh, when I started my business. And I just was always thinking to myself, Ugh, if this wall was just six inches over here, we would be able to do this. And why didn't they build this closet? This? Why did they make this closet 36 inches deep? You can't do anything with that. It should only be 24. You know. And I would just always be looking at space in that way of, of uh, really through a lens of frustration of how I would have designed it differently. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, it, it's interesting though, because I, I found, you know, if you've ever done any of those, um, like strength, strengths finders, uh, tests or Myers-Briggs or, you know, yeah. th- those different things. And they tell you kind of what your strengths and weaknesses are. My strengths are all in like finding the problems with things. <laughs> 
<laughs> and, and, and strategy and all of that. So I was like, okay, well, I'm getting really frustrated with my one-on-one organizing. Like, what is it that's going to bring me more satisfaction is going to capitalize on my natural strengths. And, um, that just sort of naturally led into renovation and design. And so it's really been a kind of organic, you know, process and and journey here, how I ended up doing design build. But I love that I bring that, um, that background and experience of organizing into what I do because I'm constantly changing people's cabinetry designs and closet designs and storage. And it's wonderful because architects, they don't think of those things because they don't have the same background and experience as I do. And I say that all the time. I mean, one of the, my main, um, things that kind of irk me when I'm doing a home is these new houses where the pantry cabinets are, you know, <laughs> Oh my God. I know. Say no more. I know exactly where you're going with this. And I get Ridiculous. so frustrated because I know that builders, they just think they don't even think that far into it. They yeah. just do what they've always done and That's they right. don't put a lot of time and effort into it. And I think that, um, you know, from years and years of seeing that and years and years of organizing space, when we um, actually had the privilege of my dad building our home for us, and we did that about four years ago. And I remember telling, you know, making lists and thinking, I'm not going to make those mistakes, but most people don't have that um, background knowledge. So let's talk about how... How important it is if you're going to go and spend money yeah. on a renovation of your home, you really need to think it through before you just go to an architect or you just start knocking walls down. I mean, you actually, I like to think of it as like you actually need to plan out where everything you own is yeah. going to live. So tell us about that. You, you're absolutely correct. Um, and most people don't approach it that way um, just because they don't know the, you know, but they're going to know after they listen to this podcast. So I'm That's very happy right. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but you're absolutely right. And, you know, I have a great example. I have a current client who, um, I feel like she has just done everything exactly how I would recommend doing it. We started talking about her new home build like two years ago. We started talking about it so far in advance. I took inventory of everything in her house along with dimensions of like all of her, you know, entertaining wares and plates and this and that and everything so that all of the cabinetry in the space could be custom designed around that. Now that is like an extreme, that's an extreme level. She is super detail oriented and, um, you know, but she should be because she is spending a lot of money on this new home. So that's like one, uh, you know, far end of the, the, the spectrum. And I don't think that's realistic for everybody, um, to do it like that. However, the thing to take away from this is the planning part. And I believe that with any type of home improvement, renovation, but anything that you're doing, no matter how big or how small, your planning segment of it should be equal to about half the time of the actual execution. So for example, if you're going to be doing a remodel of your home and that's going to take about six months of construction, you should be planning that construction 
for three months. So in, in reality, your entire project from start to finish, from planning to completion is nine months. And people don't tend to step back and look at it that way. They either forget the planning uh, segment or they get stuck there for too long, just pinning you know, pictures on Pinterest and on house and they get wrapped up in the, the planning, like the, the daydream section of it, which isn't actually planning it. And then they go, okay, now let's hurry up and get this done. And so many things just fall through the cracks. And, um, you're absolutely right. If you're going to be spending, um, a significant amount of money on your home, you want to make sure you're allowing enough time to get it right, to get it right the first time. Yeah. I love that you just gave everybody a specific rule of thumb. I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, It's what I've found over, over time. And obviously there's exceptions to every rule, but I think that if you start with that, it really gets you grounded in reality. And then you have a certain amount of time to go, okay, so I'm planning for three months. Okay. What do I need to do? Well, let me first first, okay, I'll give you the next step. So you know that you're planning for three months. Then the first thing that you're going to um, look at is all of the ways that your space currently doesn't work for you. And then what your wish list is. And then you think about how am I going to use this space? How am I going to function in it? Literally like, what is my, my work, my workflow in my kitchen, in my master bathroom? Like, how do I move through the space? Where do I store my makeup? Where do I sit down and do my makeup? Am I going to have enough lights to do my makeup? Like all of these things, you just start like obsessing about how you live. And then you build a space that is custom tailored around to, to how you live. I think that's such a huge point that you mentioned too, because like you said, everybody wants to go to Pinterest and start pinning like crazy. And you kind of almost, when you do that, get wrapped up in somebody else's Mm -hmm. vision and their likes and dislikes. And you almost forget your own and you have to kind of stop and think to yourself before you hit Pinterest, you have to say, what kind of family are we? What kind of, Mm. you know, couple are we? How do we actually live? I mean, maybe on Pinterest, it looks like we should have this beautifully decorated dining room with seating for 10, which, you know, our best China. And really we're just not that family. We like, yeah play board games and, you know, in the dining room and do crafts and eat pizza. So yeah. you have to be realistic. And I think a lot of times women especially want to compare themselves to other women that they think are doing it perfectly. And it really is about being real and authentic in your own space. Wouldn't you agree? I completely agree. I'm like over here, like shaking my head vigorously. Yes. <laughs> it's like every single day. Yes. I totally agree with that. And I'm just, I'm just thankful that you're saying the words because I think that most people agree with that. We just don't always stop and connect to it because we're very visual, right? So Pinterest and, and websites like house and any kind of home, you know, home and garden magazines, they appeal to us because we're, we're very visual. I'm a very visual person. Um, but it's, it's separate. It's not, it's not really connected to us because it's coming from the outside in instead of the inside out. And so, um, I think that, uh, yeah, I completely agree with, with mm. what you're saying. And, and a lot of times, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of times, um, I've had people, uh, make that mistake, uh, before where they've said, God, you know, I, I pulled, I, like, I loved the way this looked. I, I, I thought that I loved the way this looked and I pulled this right out of a magazine and wanted this to 
be my home. And now that I'm in it, I, I'm not connected to it. I don't love it. Like I, it's just, there's no, I don't know. There's like no soul, no spirit to it. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause that just reminds me when my husband and I were designing our house, we flip-flopped, you know, a lot of times you see a balcony overlooking a family room and yeah. Like silly things I would think in my head because my kids were small when we were building. It's like, what if we're watching an R-rated movie and they just want to look over from their bedroom <laughs> and look over the balcony and like, watch, you know, see this movie or like, you know, what if we're having like a nice little moment and they're upstairs in the balcony, balcony and we don't even realize that. So we flip-flopped it and made like our living room cozy and they can't see it from the balcony and the balcony is above the kitchen which is like the hub of the home. So when we have, you know, we're entertaining, I just love when we're in the kitchen and then kids are running up, you know, along the balcony, you know, over to the playroom. And it's just so like, we're all still part of the same space, but yeah. it works better. And I thought to myself, like, I'm just, that's just the kind of family we are. So why do something that doesn't feel right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, Con- congratulations to you for, for, for doing that and getting it right. And it's always, I'm always very happy when I hear that people are super happy with their home because far too often I hear the opposite. I usually hear the horror stories or all the things that they're disappointed with. And, um, and I think to myself, oh my God, you know, I love my house. I, we, um, we bought a really old house so that we could pretty much tear it down and rebuild it <laughs> again. <laughs> um, you know, to the point where we had people come and uh, friends come and see it before we did any work and they gave us the look like, what are you thinking? I'm like, no, 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 it's going to be great. You don't understand. I have a vision here. Um, <laughs> and we laugh because we just like literally every day there's some little moment that we have where we're like in love with our house. Like I'm in love with the, the crown molding in my bedroom. That seems like such a silly little inconsequential thing, but it literally brings me joy every time I wake up and I open my eyes and I look at it cause I custom designed it. I'm like, I'm in love with my kitchen. I'm in love with, with my house. And I want everyone to feel that way. And far too often it's the opposite. Me too. And I think, you know, part of it is people have to have realistic expectations. You can't change a home in a week. It takes time and it's intentional. But I think that, um, you know, also we're very overcritical of what we have instead of being grateful for what we have. So I think it's best to start with the things you do love about your home. And, you know, somebody listening might be like, Oh, that's so great for you too, that you love your home. But they have to remember that we've specifically intentionally done this. And one of the big things that I think is part of loving your home is not having so much stuff in it that you can't appreciate the space. I mean, if you, I don't care if the home is the most gorgeous thing on the earth, but you walk in the door and there's clutter everywhere, that's going to change the look and feel of the home. So I think that's the organizing part is a huge, um, facet of this and that if you're going to do a renovation, you really should clear out first, right? You should really pare down and clear out before you make spaces for all these things that you may not need. Oh my God. Absolutely. I mean, first of all, just from a functional standpoint, you have to clear out the space. You know, you, you really can't be having work done all around your stuff and your clutter and, you know, your, you know, boxes of, of things. 
it's a wonderful time to declutter and organize because you really need to clear everything out. Um, and also, and that's a little side note, I've seen a lot of times people think, oh, well, you, they can just work around it. The, wor- the workers can just work around it, or I'm going to move it over here, put a tarp over it, it's going to be fine. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself because something will happen, something will get broken, things will get dirty, and you will have a bad experience. You're going to then blame the workers and... Uh, but it's, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work that way. You know, set yourself up for success from the, the, the beginning. And, um, you know, even if you have to rent one of those storage pods or something that they can put in your driveway or on your street, I mean, that's something you can do. You can clear everything, you know, out. Let's say that you're, you know, redoing your master bedroom. You can clear everything out, put it in the storage pod, and then little bit at a time, just go through and start sorting and organizing and making your piles for donate or recycle and all of that. Um, and, you know, something that you said that it, bring, it brought me back to a quote that I, I love to reference. You, know, you were talking about it doesn't matter how beautiful a home is. If there's a lot of clutter everywhere, it, um, you don't see the beauty. And it always makes me think of a Michelangelo um, quote. He, he would oftentimes talk about, because people would ask him, well, how did you just take this, like, a hunk of stone and make this amazing sculpture out of it. And he would always talk about how he, he didn't create it. It was already there and he just chipped away the excess. He, his, this quote is, I saw the angel in the marble and carved until I set him free. And that is how... I love it. And that is how I look at decluttering and organizing is that no matter what, no matter how old your home is, what's, what's, you know, state of design and decorating it's in, if you carve away and remove the, the clutter, you are absolutely going to be left with something that is much more beautiful than when you began, even if you don't do any renovations or remodels. Absolutely. And it's so worth it. Just the feelings you get when you walk into a space and you can breathe and you're, you feel comfortable and you feel happy. It's so worth the effort. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is. It's the first thing. It's the first thing that some, someone should, should do is, is declutter. So even though I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all of the, the building and the, the design stuff now, I still go back to that and I say, yeah, first thing you should do is declutter and organize. Absolutely. So true. So true. So you're kind of a little celebrity uh, out there in LA, I think with these shows you've been on and things like the show, like style network, um, and how about the more recent episode of HGTV's H- Brother versus Brother? H- I mean, everybody, let's just take a minute here and get the scoop on Brother versus <laughs> Brother. But I want to know the inside scoop of what it was like working with them and being on the show. So um, it was awesome. <laughs> um, I love HGTV. I have watched HGTV religiously for, I mean, how many years, decades oh, now, right? So, so to be on that network was amazing. And, um, I love those guys, Property Brothers. It was like one of my favorite shows. So, um, 
So first of all, it was just like an absolute crazy, incredible honor to be selected to be on the show, especially, oh, you know, when you take, because that is such an honor. I mean, it's amazing. Um, and I will say, okay, so, you know, let's see. Okay. I'll give you some of the gossipy stuff first. Cause <laughs> everyone asked me, and then we'll talk a little bit about, uh, what, you know, really goes on behind the scenes of these shows. Um, so first of all, everyone wants, always wants to know, like, how are they? How are the brothers? And who's like cuter and who's nicer? And <laughs> the good stuff. Who is cuter? <laughs> so first of all, just to to answer everyone's questions, they are very tall. I am five ten, so I am a tall woman. And these guys, I think they're like six six three. They're very tall, and um, very tall, very handsome, uh, and just very nice. Just like very, you know. They're just like real. Um, and I appreciated that. Like definitely didn't get any vibe that they're different on screen than they are off. They really just seemed like themselves all the time, which I totally appreciate when people awesome. yeah, are just genuine and authentic. Um, Drew, so Drew was, I was on Drew's team. So he, he was like our team leader and he's funny. He's a little bit more, he's not as casual as Jonathan, which I think you can see that from the the shows. I mean, he has a very dry sense of humor, but mm-hmm. he's a little bit more, a little bit more serious. He's very, very detail oriented and very, very neat and tidy and like, like just like super, I mean, like people would say like, you know, to like the level of OCD, but that's, that's not true. Um, and so Jonathan is definitely the more, the more carefree, um, one, but, um, but yeah, you know, they're very, very smart, very savvy and, um, was just really a cool honor to work with them. Yeah. That's for, it just sounds so fun. And you know, behind the scenes, what was it like? Were you, um, did you feel a lot of pressure to, Oh yeah. 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 Just unbelievable pressure to get it right. It's, um, well, it's the whole process is just an unbelievable amount of pressure because, you know, we were just talking about how you need to be realistic in your time frame for your renovation. And when you're doing something for television is an incredibly unrealistic time frame in which we were completing these projects. There was like 24 hours, 48 hours. Like, you know, one of our challenges was, you know, in three days, you're going to renovate an entire kitchen plus like paint the rest of the house and do all these. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, what? Um, so there's an incredible amount of pressure. Um, it's, it's like 12 to 14 hour days on the, the, the set and you know, the set is the job site. And that was something I was not expecting. I know that they work very, long, hard hours in TV. I I knew that, but I didn't realize exactly quite how long and hard those hours were. Um, So that was pretty crazy. Um, But the other thing that people have to remember, um, oh, well, one thing I will say is because people want to know, is it like real? Like what we see, is it real or is any of that manufactured? It's at least in my experience with that show, it was all real. No one tells you what to say. No one like manufactures situations to make certain things happen to create drama or whatever. Um, there's no scripts. There's nothing like that. It is all genuinely real. So that's kind of cool to know. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah. That's definitely what we want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but the thing, the thing that isn't real and that I do like to stress is that, um, 
this time frame in which we're completing this work is not realistic in real life because there is a crew of like 20 people behind the scenes that was oftentimes working through the night to get things completed. So while we'd be there 12, 14 hours on the job site working, then, you know, we'd go and crash and there's people working through the night to complete stuff. And everything is already pre-planned in some ways. So even just things like pulling permits with the city, they've obviously had to already arrange that in order for it to be ready to go for television. And in real life, sometimes you have to wait three weeks for a city permit. So, you know, that stuff doesn't make it make good TV. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, So it's, it's just something it's like, I like to look at these shows for inspiration and motivation and kind of like getting excited about renovation. Um, but beyond that, you kind of have to bring yourself back down. Yeah. Not realistic expectations. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't prepare yourself to that when your kitchen takes eight months instead of three days. Exactly. Um, or like when, when your contractor or when you can't get your contractor out to your house for three days. I mean, here we yeah. had a contractor literally on site. We also had first aid on site too, because you need that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so awesome. Um, speaking of kitchens, we have a few more minutes left, but I just want to know from your, um, you know, another inside scoop. Recently, I noticed online that they were commenting about how upper cabinets in kitchens, um, maybe going away. So just, can you give us a, um, a few ideas of what to expect in the future for trends when it comes to kitchens? Cause I thought that was really, really interesting when I saw that. Uh, it is so interesting and uh, it's funny. I'm laughing because it goes right back to what you were talking about earlier about, Hmm, that looks lovely in a magazine. Will that work for my life? Right. I mean, let's be honest. Is that really going to work in our day-to-day to to not have upper cabinets? Um, I don't think so. (laughs) First of all, who has just the sheer, you know, linear footage of base cabinets available to store all of your stuff to not need the space of the upper cabinets? Um, And, and, you know, second, uh, unless the house is designed around that where you have these amazing panoramic sweeping, you know, views and huge windows that... You know, this is something that it's lovely when these trends and ideas pop up once again for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that it's really realistic for most uh, for most people. Um, right. it, and the just on the the sheer basis of what I said about the space, you would have to have a kitchen pretty much twice the size of your current kitchen in order to keep all of your things in base cabinets. And or be a minimalist. <laughs> or be a minimalist, which there is, you know, I think we've seen a trend towards that um, in, in the past years and decades. You know, when we were registering for, um, for our wedding, you know, a lot of people were like, are you going to do the whole formal China and stemware and all that? Like people don't do that anymore. I was no like, way. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you're right. You know what? The people don't do that. We're not as formal and not as fancy, um, as maybe we once were. And so that is true that maybe we don't have to have as much stuff, you know, maybe not everyone has to have a food processor and a juicer and a Vitamix and a Cuisinart and a, do you know what I mean? <laughs> 
I mean, I do. I have to have all those things because I actually use them. I love you. <laughs> but, yeah. but again, that goes back to who are you? Who are you and what do you what do you do and what do you use and what's real for you? Right. Um, and what does your life really look like exactly. on a daily basis? Not a stage picture. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because that's the other thing too. When I've staged projects for um, photography, um, they don't look like that before I get there, and they don't look like that, uh, you know, when I take all the the stuff away and the person goes back to using the space. You know, you have to remember that too. When you're looking at staged photographs, they are staged. They are staged intentionally for the photograph. That's not how they right. look every day. Um, <clears throat> one other thing that we've seen for a long time in uh, kitchens, and I think it is definitely, it's not going anywhere. It's continuing to be a trend is just white kitchens, white on white on white where, you know, this is, this is something that we've been seeing a, a lot of, and it's hard to, it, 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 it's hard to deny that it's just a nice, fresh, clean uh, look. But once again, I would urge people to, look at the practicality of that. A lot of times like white marble countertops are not practical countertops for people. So, you know, that's, that's a trend I don't think is going anywhere, but once again, you have to look at it for yourself. If you drink a lot of red wine, if you have, you know, young kids that are coloring at the kitchen island or something, you know, white marble is probably not the countertop for you. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good- and then the, the last thing is um, there's been a lot of talk about how the whole open concept kitchen might be going away um, or kind of being re, I don't know, re, rethought. Um, the people, there's, it's a little, it's like a little subculture. It's like a little sub, subculture of kitchen design that uh, some people really, uh, they don't want the open concept anymore. They're like, I don't want people in my kitchen when I'm preparing my holiday dinner or whatnot. I want to have more separation. So I'm going to be interested to see if that, if that takes, takes hold and becomes popular. One nice plus about that would be the mess afterwards wouldn't be so obvious. You could kind of. Exactly. Was it used to, um, did it used to be called a galley kitchen, Christy? Well, a galley kitchen, um, a galley kitchen is a style of kitchen that they did a lot of in the 1920s. Um, it's very space efficient. It doesn't take up a lot of space and that's a kitchen. That's basically just like a really big hallway, you know, and you have cabinets on either side. That's a galley style kitchen. Yeah. And then they used to have a door, right? A lot of times. Yeah. So you could kind of hide that mess. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't, that would come in handy for me sometimes. I know. Sometimes I wish I had a door on the kitchen to just shut and just be like, I'll deal with it tomorrow. <laughs> I know. Jennifer, I always joke that I'd like to have two kitchens in my dream home. I'd have like a kitchen where all of the stuff actually gets cooked and then a kitchen where like people come over and hang out and eat hors d'oeuvres. I love like... it. I didn't think of it. <laughs> well, this has been so fun, Christy. I just could talk to you all day. I think you're just an amazing person and full of great ideas. So thank you so much for sharing all of your insight with us. Where can our listeners find you um, after they listen to this podcast if they want to follow you or keep up with what you're doing? Well, you can always find me at my website, which is christyb.com. And, um, you know, I have to admit, I've been really busy lately, so I haven't been doing a lot of social media. But when I do, it's always on Instagram. I just love Instagram. And uh, that's my social media platform of choice. And that is Christy B. Loves. So, oh, awesome. <laughs> 
Well, thank you so much, and um, we hope to have you back again in the future to find out what the next newest trends are. I'm sure in a year from now, it'd be funny to have the same conversation. That's true. And laugh about how things change. That's true. That's true. Thank you so much. You are a wonderful, wonderful podcast host, and I love all of your ideas and, and the conversation that uh, that uh, you you made happen here today. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks to all of you that are listening. We hope that you will be back soon for another 29 